prepare your ears for some weird candy. Weird candy. Weird candy. Weird candy. Weird candy. What is up, my fellow weirdos? Happy Tuesday to you. I hope the uh, butthole of the work week isn't kicking you too hard. I uh, just want to say that uh, we, we broke 300 downloads. I'm super excited about it, and I... God, I can't thank you guys enough. You guys are awesome. Uh, we're going to keep this train going just as long as we possibly can. And it, it, I'm having a blast, and I, I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. Uh, it, it definitely seems like, you know, just due to the amount of downloads and the love that you guys are giving, that I, I think we're having fun. And, uh, man, we're going to keep this train going just as long as we possibly can. So, uh, fuck it. Let's get into it. Let's get weird. There are over 7 billion people in the world today. Uh, many people believe that at any given time, there are roughly 7 human beings walking around that look exactly like you. Uh, with those numbers, that gives you approximately a 0.0000001% chance of actually meeting one of your twins. But, you know, I mean, what if you're away on vacation? You know, you're taking a scenic walk, enjoying the sights of a new place, when... You know, all of a sudden, like the hair on your neck and arms, it just stands on end and, and an ice cold chill runs down your spine. As you look around, you notice a person coming towards you that, you know, looks strangely familiar. As you get closer and closer, you realize that they they don't look familiar. They look a lot like you. Wait, nah, nah, they don't look a lot like you. They are you or more accurately, they're your doppelganger. Uh, doppelganger, it's a German word that was coined in the late 18th century by author Jean-Paul. It translates to double-goer, and it was originally spelled with a T in between doppel and ganger, so it was more like doppelt-ganger. <laughs> uh, Jean-Paul coined the phrase to describe an uncanny look-alike, while he used the actual word doppelganger without the T uh, to describe a meal in which two courses were served simultaneously. Like, I, in my head, I, I imagine, like, meeting my double and dude getting, like, super pissed off. Like, fuck you, man. I, I, I'm an uncanny lookalike. I'm not two, two meals served at the same time. And that shit hurts my feelings. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know why in my head that, that's, that's where I went. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. According to legend, when someone sees their doppelganger, very bad things happen pretty quickly after. Uh, oftentimes ending with the death of the original person. So, so while the term was coined in the 1790s, legends of similar, you know, like beings go back a, a little bit further in time. In ancient Egyptian culture, they had what they referred to as the Ka. The Ka was thought to be one aspect of the soul and was depicted as a spirit that was identical to the body. Uh, there is some disagreement about whether this translation is accurate or not, though. Uh, some think that what the Ka actually represented was the protective divine spirit of a person. Uh, but it's, be it's become pretty widely used, particularly in art, as a shadowy figure or double. Uh, in ancient Europe and some parts of Africa, these, you know, these beings, they were called changelings. Uh, for centuries, it was believed that these bastards would steal children and replace them with lookalikes that were actually elder fairies. Yeah, wow, yeah, I totally didn't expect fairies to make an appearance, but, you know, hey, here we are, right? <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, one of the best tales of changelings actually comes from the Brothers Grimm. They wrote, A mother had her child taken from the cradle by elves. In its place, they laid a changeling with a thick head and staring eyes who would do nothing but eat and drink. In distress, she went to a neighbor and asked for advice. 
The neighbor told her to carry the changeling into the kitchen, set it on the hearth, make a fire, and boil water in two eggshells. That should make the changeling laugh, and if he laughs, it will all be over with him. The woman did everything just as her neighbor said. When she placed the eggshells eggshells filled with water over the fire, the changeling said, Now I'm as old as the Westerwood, but I've never seen anyone cooking in shells. I don't know why I went to like an old-timey like Chicago gangster, but shit cracked me up. <laughs> and he began laughing about it. When he laughed, a band of little elves suddenly appeared. They brought the rifle child, set it on the hearth, and took the changeling away. Now, that is some pretty fucking crazy shit. I, I absolutely love the Brothers Grimm. I don't know if you've never read any of their original stories. Oh, God, you have to. It, 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 it's like Disney took this shit and just like made it like family friendly and they were like, oh, hell no, this shit is fucking serious and deep. So you guys definitely got to check out some Brothers Graham. Worth every second of the read. Awesome. Uh, in Norse mythology, there is what they call the uh, Vardagur. Vardagur. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on it. My Scandinavian is not very good. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> while the description is almost identical to uh, the other legends of doppelgangers, the intent is pretty f- pretty, pretty substantially different. Stories of the Vardiger seem to play out like some kind of like a, a reverse deja vu. Like usually people will hear your voice or, or smell your scent. And those are their words, not mine. <laughs> smell your scent to me just sounds fucking creepy. Uh, or actually see you or someone with your demeanor come into a place that you're still several minutes away from visiting. Uh, basically, they, they just like to fuck with people's heads and make you look like a fucking jerk, you know? And even though, like, now this would fucking irritate me, it really would. It, it would chat my ass, but I think I'll take it over, like, you know, seeing them and then dying. So, uh, yeah, yeah, potato, potato, right? What the hell? Uh, In the late 18th and early 19th centuries, English and Irish started making mention of something called the Fetch. And, and like, honestly, it it really, it's not the scariest name. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like they could have come up with something better, like anything better. They could have called it the friggin' Scratch. I would be like, ooh, okay. But, you know, again, just my opinion. (laughs) We're going to go with it anyway. Don't worry, though. Uh, The description does help add to the creepy factor. The fetch is typically seen as a shadow that resembles a living person right down to their clothing. Uh, they're described as being airy or or not all there. Now, I, it took me a minute to get my head around like that kind of a visual, airy or not all there. So it's, I, I think in my head, it's like they're there and you see them, but as you like get closer or you try to focus... It just, they won't come into focus. Like, the details are missing. You know, it's like, oh, there's my buddy, uh, uh, Joe Bob. But uh, as you as you really try to, like, see Joe Bob or, or something, it, it's like, yeah, like, it just can't quite come into focus. You know, it, I don't know. It, it, when, when I get that image in my head, it definitely kind of gives the creepy factor. Like, it, it raises that up a couple notches for me. Um, you know, uh, yeah, so we're, we're getting a little creepier anyway. Uh, they're usually seen by a friend or family member rather than the person themselves. And supposedly, if they're seen after sundown, then the living person is most likely going to die. Yeah. Fucking God. These bad, like, why is everything like that? It's so scary. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, there is good news out. If they're seen in the morning, then that means that that said person is going to have some damn good luck coming their way. Fucking right. Now we're getting somewhere, yeah, so just don't see them at night. You know, maybe uh, walk around with your eyes closed when it gets dark. I don't know. 
Uh, <laughs> folklorist Christina Hull tells the story of Sir William Napier, who had, quote, stopped at an inn while traveling from Bedfordshire to Berkshire. When he was shown his room, he saw a corpse lying on the bed. Upon closer inspection, he was astonished to see that the corpse was himself. Shortly after arriving in Berkshire, he died. Uh, now, yeah, that sounds all good and bad and, well, terrible and all that shit, but you know, it doesn't really go into any details about, like, how long exactly after this he died or, or how he did die. But, you know, I dig it. Short street, uh, short street, uh, short and sweet and straight to the point. You know, like, fuck it. You know, uh, who needs details? No, you know, that's what I'm saying. You guys know I always say that. <laughs> uh, after its original, uh, original use in the late 18th century, more and more stories started being told using the doppelganger as an antagonist. In 1847, Hans Christian Andersen wrote a short fairy tale called The Shadow. Hey, I've heard of that guy. Huh. Uh, in the story... A man's shadow separates from his body and gradually becomes his walking double, demonstrating the exact opposite physical and moral traits until it eventually replaces replaces him entirely. I mean, that shit sounds terrifying. Like, fuck that. I mean, it just comes back to our shadow, uh, shadow People episode. I mean, fuck that. There's no fucking way. Uh, in 1839, Edgar Allan Poe published a short story called William Wilson. In the story, a boy attending school in England meets a child that looks exactly like him and even has the same name. The double in the story sticks with William throughout his entire life, thwarting his ambitions. Now, the twist in this tale is, is that William Wilson is a pretty fucking terrible person, and basically all of his goals were like nefarious, motivated by like lust and greed. So throughout the story, we find that the doppelganger is actually the good guy. I mean, fucking Poe, man. Ah, Dude was amazing. Like only only Poe could have written it to where like, hey, we're gonna take the the you know historically like bad guy and he's gonna actually like save the world kind of shit. You know that's just awesome to me. I love it. Uh, you know, although there are, there are tons of pieces of fiction about these uh, these um, I don't know whatever the hell they are. Uh, there are also a lot of first person accounts. Uh, an, an English writer, uh, an English writer, Isaac Walton's biography titled The Life of Dr. John Donnie, he writes of an account that poet John Donnie had with his wife's doppelganger. One night in 1612, Donnie was found in a very disturbed state. He told his friend, I have seen a dreadful vision since I saw you. I have seen my dear wife pass twice by me through this room with her hair hanging about her shoulders and a dead child in her arms. I cannot be sure that I now live, that I have not slept since I saw you, and am as sure that her, at her second appearing, she stopped and looked me in the face and vanished. Uh, supposedly, now, he, he sent a messenger to check on his wife and child, only to find out that the child had passed and that his wife was, like, very ill and on basically on the verge of death. Uh, it, it, it does seem like, you know, this account is not really widely believed, but man, does it make for some damn good reading, you know, like the reading the story was, it was really fun. You know, uh, it seems like a lot of like, you know, uh, historical, like historical poetry buffs are like, ah, oh, this is bullshit. He, you know, that never happened, but I loved it. I thought it was a great read and, uh, you guys should check it out. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the most famous encounters are, are at least in my opinion, was Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, president. Uh-huh, yeah, see? Uh, <laughs> shortly after his election in 1860, he reportedly saw his reflection doubled in the mirror. 
although the other face had like a pale, ghostly pallor to it. He saw this image a total of three times, but every time he tried to show Mary Todd, there would only be his single reflection looking back at him. Now, being very much a uh, spiritualist, Mary was worried. She took the visions to be a sign that Lincoln would serve two terms, but would die before the end of his second. Huh. Wonder how that worked out. I'll have to, like, I don't know, Google that shit or something. GTS, baby. GTS. Uh, in the late 1700s, in his autobiography, Poetry and Truth, Johann Wolfgang von Gaeth, excuse me, wrote of his encounter with the doppelganger. One day, while he was riding on uh, on horseback to Drusenheim? Yeah, Drusenheim. Eh, nailed it. Ha <laughs> ha, suckers. Uh, to visit his mistress, Gaeth noticed that a man riding towards him. The man was wearing a gray suit that was trimmed in gold. As he drew closer, Gaith realized that the man looked exactly like him. As the poet rubbed his eyes thinking that he was seeing things, he looked up to find that the man had completely vanished. Now, fast forward eight years, Gaith is leaving Drusenheim after another visit to Poundtown. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, come on. I had to say it. I'm 12. What, what do you want? Uh, <laughs> uh, when he noticed a man riding toward him. After only a few seconds, he realized that he was actually seeing himself from all those years ago and that he was actually currently wearing a gray suit with gold trim. I mean, that shit sounds pretty fucking crazy, right? Uh, That's like some like, it's got to be like some kind of like time loop shit, right? Uh, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess, I guess maybe, maybe it was all like the cocaine and ether that people were doing back then. You know, some heroin on top, opium, fuck it. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, well, there are tons of tales. I mean, tons of tales of famous people having experiences uh, with doppelgangers. It also happens quite a bit with us common folk. Uh, it, it definitely seems like it's it, you know it's easier to give credence to celebrities. I'm not really sure why. I mean, it, it, it's probably because you know they're always super honest and reliable, good people, right? <laughs> you never hear about anything going wrong with celebrities. <laughs> Oh, see, I make myself laugh. You guys should enjoy that. (laughs) Anyway, one encounter that I found on Reddit, uh, uh, user Geobyte says as follows. I remember one Sunday morning, my brother and I were watching Card Captor Secura when someone knocked on the door. We lived in an apartment that was empty. The owner hadn't rented the second floor. It was a two-bedroom apartment, kitchen, and a bathroom by the door. A small apartment, but with a big window that faces out to the door. Man, they had a fucking kitchen and a bathroom? Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad he pointed that out to us. You know, Otherwise, I'd have been like, man, these guys are like shitting in the closet. You know? <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, so when, when someone knocked, I, I checked the window and I saw my father. I went to the door to open it. And when I was going to unlock the door, my mother pulled me away and screamed at me not to open the door because I didn't know who it was. I told her that I saw my dad. She freaked out going to the window and checking and then checking the people. She started getting terrified and said for us to go to the furthest room in the apartment and to not come out. She went and woke my dad up. Uh, Yeah. Fucking. I mean, how creepy is that? Like, you know, Hey, it's my dad outside the door. And then she goes and wakes him up because he's in bed. The fuck out of here. My dad got up angry and confused. We told him what we saw all the while, you know, the, the man, the quote, you know, man there uh, was still knocking on the door. My dad screamed, who is it? No answer. He said that he was going to call the cops, and he, he basically ran through all of the usual threats, but nothing worked. The man was just standing still, just right in front of the door, knocking. So my mom took us to the furthest room from the door. My dad, armed with a bat, got ready to throw it open. 
Once he did, the man was gone. My dad went out looking everywhere around the outside of the apartment. The outer door was a heavy metal door, and we could always hear when someone came in or went out. We heard nothing that day. We heard no footsteps coming or going, but my mother, brother, and I had all seen a man that looked exactly like my dad. I mean, that shit's pretty fucking scary. Could you imagine? Oh, I'll bet they turned their Fruit of Looms into a fudge factory. No? Nobody? No? Really? Huh. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Another good story I found. It's from user, oh boy, G4YF13R1. Yeah, 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 I don't get it either, guys. Uh, <laughs> like, come on. How am I supposed to pronounce that? You, you don't, you know? Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, when I was nine, I stayed home sick from school. I distinctly remember that I wasn't actually sick, simply playing hooky to avoid some mean kids. I did that a lot around that age. I awoke from a nap, turned on the TV in our living room, and scrolled through some channels when my mother suddenly leaned over the bar and stared at me without saying anything. I had been awake for a few minutes at this point, so I can't rightly blame sleep paralysis for all of this. Now, whatever this thing was, it was entirely identical to my actual mother. You know, it, it sounds weird to describe, but it's as if the only difference was that this thing pretending to be my mom had never felt a single emotion in its life. It was unsettling. Yeah, you fucking think? Like, what the fuck? Unsettling. Try horrifying. What the fuck? God, these people in these stories are just like, I don't, oblivious. I don't get it. Uh, it beckoned me, and I attempted to talk to her as I would my mother. She kept beckoning me, refusing to answer, and that's when I sensed something horribly wrong. Naturally, I started screaming at this thing to answer me. It just kept beckoning. I bolted, running out of the room and into the yard, yelling for help. My mother, the real one, had been working in the yard and came rushing over. I told her what I had just seen, and she soothed me with easy explanations that, you know, it must have just been a fever dream. But thankfully, she stayed by my side the rest of the afternoon because I was a nervous wreck. Like, damn! That shit creeped me the fuck out. Like, I could, I could picture, like, this almost, like, maniacal replica of the mom just, like, waving the kid over, crazy fucking smile on her stoic stone face, you know? Ah, oh, in my head, that shit is so fucking creepy. Uh, these stories are all over the fucking internet. I mean, everywhere. Uh, some are just, you know, kind of run-of-the-mill, obviously made-up shit. Just, just, they're just trying to get, uh, you know, get a scare. But, but, man, some of them are just downright eerie. Uh, like that last story. I mean, that shit, you know, in my head, I could just see this and it, it was creepy as shit, you know, or, or how about this story? Uh, it was anonymously posted on this uh, website called myhauntedlife2.com. This chilling story happened when I was around 15 years old. My grandmother would spend a lot of time in my room trying to keep it tidy. She was a clean freak. One day I came home and found her staring into my closet. She wasn't moving at all. It was like she was suspended in the middle of cleaning my closet. I asked her if she was okay, but she totally ignored me. My 85-year-old grandmother just continued to stare into the closet. Suddenly, she turned her head, slowly, towards me, and gave me the coldest of stares. She had the evilest eyes I have ever seen. A chill ran up and down my spine. Those were not my grandma's eyes, I thought to myself. Then she slowly looked away from me and walked into my closet, closing the door behind her. But when I went to my closet and yanked the door open, she wasn't there. She had literally disappeared into thin air, completely gone. I froze for a few seconds. Then I yelled for her, and I heard her say, I'm in the kitchen. Dinner's almost ready. I ran down to the kitchen and found her standing there cooking away. Then, then I asked if she had been there the whole time. 
Of course I was, dear. Dinner's not going to make itself, she laughed. I mean, she had no idea what had just gone on upstairs. What I found in my bedroom that day, I, I still have no idea. Ugh! That shit gave me fucking goosebumps, man. Freaking, ah, oh, creepy asshole grandma. Damn. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Another creepy ass tale of an encounter is from uh, Reddit user Trey. In 2005, I was alone in my house around 7 a.m. When I suddenly felt tired for no discernible reason, I decided to take a nap. I woke up around 9.15 and got up to go to the bathroom. As I walked past the mirror, I realized that I didn't see my reflection. After doing a double take, my reflection was there, but, but it was wrong somehow. I was wearing a white shirt, and my reflection had on a blue shirt. My eyes are hazel, you know, a brownish-green-amber-like color. My reflections, they were blood red. It was staring at me, covered in blood. It was looking so evilly like he wanted to kill me. I couldn't move. I was frozen in fear. This is where it gets horrible. Wow, really? This is where it gets horrible? Get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you talking about? This shit's already horrible. Ugh. Anyway, it starts talking to me. It said, why are you afraid of yourself? I was still frozen and I couldn't speak, so I replied in my mind. I said, myself? Yes, I linger inside of you. I am the one that will corrupt you. Now I started to worry. Yeah, now, now you start to fucking this guy. Now you start to worry. Get the fuck out of here. What the fuck? Uh, because I know that it, now I started to worry because I now knew that it had control of my body. I said, where did you come from? It replied, I am from all of the hatred you have over everything, which I form for power and soon I will have enough to kill you. I said, if you're a part of me, that killing me means that you die too, right? <laughs> like, you're going to hit this fucking insane little conversation you're having with evil mirror you, like with some logic, you know? But anyway, uh, this ticked the thing off. Now it's grinning. Its hands looked like they were reaching out of the mirror. I felt it touch my shoulder and instantly felt dizzy like I was going to pass out. The thing said, soon enough, you will see what I, what I will become. But first, see me as I am now. The vision it showed me was so horrible that I've never told anyone until now. It was some sort of beast with four eyes and a big horn. Its left arm was bony and little while the right was big and pulsing. Its legs were connected like a tail. It looked decayed and rotten, but it was alive somehow. At this point, I regained control and ran outside and waited until my parents came home. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, this, this definitely could just be some made-up bullshit, but man, it has a creepy-ass feel to it, doesn't it? Like, ugh. Ah, oh, just imagine, you know? Fucking shit. Mm, no fucking way, guys. No fucking way. Get the fuck out. Uh, there are an almost endless amount of stories like these. Uh, you know, Some of them are dating back hundreds, if not thousands of years. Some occurring as recently as yesterday. The idea itself seems you know, as, as old as written language. In some form or another, these Ka or Changelings or Vardigas or Fetch or Doppelgangers have been bringing downright misfortune or death to people, you know, it's, I guess it seems like forever. Whether they're wraiths or demons or even our own selves from another dimension, I absolutely have zero desire to have an encounter. I'll be perfectly content with leaving weird lookalike creatures to the next blockbuster film from Blumhouse. Remember... An open mind leads to endless possibilities. Join us next time for another piece of weird candy.